Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They can travel anywhere in time and space. Right. This is going to be fun. Up we go. Into time and space. Welcome to Time and Space, the Nerd Party's dedicated Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Gilfus. Right, so what have we been doing this week? I got a package today. You did? <laughs> you did get a package today, and the cat sat on it. Right. Um, but then I opened it and revealed it is my 13th Doctor... Barbie um, doll. It's not the Barbie. There is an actual 13th Doctor. Oh, there is an actual 13th Doctor Barbie doll. That is a Barbie doll. Oh, right. This is the 13th Doctor. I think it's called Adventure Doll, according to the package. Adventure Doll. (laughs) Which sounds kind of naughty. That does, yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that in retrospect. But she, and this is, I think this was the first one that came out. Like, so this is, you know, a few months old. I don't know how tall it is. I'm looking from across the room here. I mean, like, a foot possibly? A little less than a foot, you know, ten inches maybe or something. But anyway, I'm trying to say how big a ruler. But anyway, so this is the the Jody uh, Whitaker Thirteenth Doctor action adventure doll figure, uh, which is very cool. I mean, the reason I liked it was a, it looks like her. I mean, you know, things don't often look like uh, the Doctors. I mean, we're going to stick to stick to action figures in Doctor Who, and it's and it's also sort of the real detail. I mean, that's not usually a thing because all my other Doctor Who action figures are plastic or whatever they're made out of. And but I mean this is cool. I mean again I'm I am loving her outfit and so you know it was really cool. So <clears throat> I'm particularly liking the fact that she towers over all the other doctors. <laughs> yes, because they're the uh, we've at least I've seen pictures of what the thirteenth Doctor's action figure, which I think is going to come out next year, um, looks like, and it looks cool. But you know it's the whatever size those are, eight inches maybe. Anyway, the traditional Doctor Who action figure size. So, but but I just thought it was really cool and detailed, and so I, I I'd actually gotten a little bit ago. It just took a while to come across the yes, ocean. Across the pond, <laughs> so yes. this wasn't like I want to ruin Christmas and get myself something. This is when I'd gotten all my other stuff that had come in. You know, a couple uh, gotten one of your Christmas presents. That also what took is a, it? Well, it also had to come across the ocean. Oh, um, interesting. So, <laughs> is it my friend Nathan? Do you have him in a box somewhere? And I also got something. That your mom is not going to get you, but I got it first. Yes, I win. <laughs> yes. And I'm really curious as to what thing, what gift both you and mom went, oh, that's the thing Jessica needs that you both wanted to buy it. Mm-hmm. So uh, mom suggested it was a motorcycle. Right. I don't want a motorcycle, so I don't know why. That was well, we know you better than you know yourself. Oh, is that what it right. is? It's a pair of rollerblades. Or... And I've also upped your life insurance. <laughs> Fair enough. We also, and this is terrible of us because we didn't do this until yesterday. Right. 
read ah yes mr dr 11 yes dr 11 from the mr man doctor series yes yeah this month has been terrible you just changed your calendar but that's neither here nor there <laughs> have you changed yours uh it doesn't matter but anyway <laughs> but yeah november was sort of it was busy for us it's still very busy in fact yes. I, I, it's just theoretically stop being busy for me but it, i'm still getting used to the fact that it's not and things will pick up again yeah because obviously we've got shows in december and things like that so yes my the high school musical that i was directing finished on saturday uh so i spent most of yesterday relatively comatose um while you worked on and my phd application is done ish I mean, I'm just waiting for people to send in their letters of recommendation, but I've already contacted them, so it's just a matter of them doing it. I'm waiting for my GRE scores to technically come in, um, and it's all due on the 1st, but that means it's just uploading files at this point by the 30th or something. Yeah. I've done all my personal statements and all that stuff. So. so I still have a list of things I need to do, but I did not do them today. We have not done... Well... You've done. You've done a little Christmas shopping. You've probably done more than I have. Yes. But that's next on the agenda. And, of course, it's American Thanksgiving this week. Yep. So there will be traveling and all that stuff. And then I don't know what. Lots going on. And yeah. then shows. But anyway, well, and we've meandered. How was the uh, Dr. Yes. 11th book? Oh, yes. I quite enjoyed Which, it. Which, you know, because you never know... Or at least, you know, I don't cheat or anything. Like, I don't know who's going to be in it other than the doctor. You know, which companion, da-da-da. I would not have guessed... River Song! Not a guest River Song. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> no, I expected Amy and Rory, mm -hmm. um, if I'm honest. Uh, but River Song was an absolute delight yes. to have. And, ironically enough, the entire story is about them off. They've just been through this terrible adventure. That's mm -hmm. how the story starts. And, but the doctor has forgotten something. Right. And so they have to go all the way back through all of the bad guys and the snakes mm -hmm. uh, to get... Slurians. To get to find Weeping their angels. thing. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The thing that the doctor forgot. And, of course, it the will... thing the doctor forgot was... Spoilers. A fez. The fez. Which will come up in our later discussion. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but, of course, with the 13th doctor, I had to rearrange our shelf for the part i'll well i'll have to get the rest of our doctor who books i don't know where you put them um but i've put some of them up um we'd done a recent trip by recent trip i mean like three weeks ago um to barnes and noble and one of my purchases based on a old birthday gift card was the cricket men by douglas adams which is a an idea doctor who idea he kicked around for the most part and never did so i'm excited to read that yes i would like to read that when you're finished with it so, yeah, so we actually do have a few. And then I don't know where you put all our tor Torchwood books from the con and all that stuff. So. I think they're on my desk. Yeah, so anyway. But, yeah, lots going on. And then before we start, we, we you know, we're continuing to do our Matt Smith rewatch. Mm -hmm. And we did two episodes. And I know it's one of the ones you like. Uh, the Good Man, or Good Man Goes to War. Yes. Which I, I, I think that's a good one, too. And then Let's Kill Hitler. I don't like it. I didn't enjoy that episode. Yeah, I'm not crazy about it. It sets up a lot of things mm -hmm. that I think are important. Right. Um, and, of course, I enjoy River. Right. Um, not as crazy about Mel. Right. And not as crazy... I'm not crazy about the mixing up of the timeline of, oh, now all of a sudden she's been there all this time. Right. Um, I guess the... And I'm not trying to be uber sensitive, um, but I guess the 
it's a lot. Well, I don't say it's a light episode, but that's not true. But sort of the frivolity that Nazi Germany and Hitler is mm. treated with. I mean, again, you know, it's, you know, taking the piss out of Hitler is fine. But like, I don't know. It seemed a little too light in some ways. Yeah. And I think it also is setting us up for those little guys who are inside people. Yeah. Because um, that's going to be important later on. And I guess it always comes back to, you know, having built up at this point in the series, you know, when the Doctor meets River. It is sort of a like, mm, okay, well, that didn't live up to it. But I don't think anything could have lived up to the way River is always described at meeting a man who knows you completely and da 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 and I was like, I don't know, he just whispered something in her ear and that seemed to do it. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I do really like the switcheroos. Right. You know, where she goes to shoot him, but he's taking the bullets out oh, yeah. of the gun. That was a cool one. Then she goes to grab the other gun, but mm-hmm. he switched it with the banana and mm-hmm. those little bits. And Matt Smith is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Um, through all of his wibbly wobbly dying stuff. Yes. Um, and I did like. And unfortunately, this time I slept through a lot of it because <laughs> it was the day after my show closed, and that's my prerogative. Um, so I was a little sad to miss uh, uh, he, his physicality is just so beautifully displayed in this one. I really enjoy watching it. And I did like the flashback to nine, 10 companions. Cause you know, the, the doctor here, you know, obviously is always well aware of its own franchise, but it doesn't always go to the recent past. And so that was 11 having to see Rose and Martha and Donna <laughs> and all those guilt trips. Um, yes, so, yeah. so that, that was, that was a nice touch to sort of, call back to that yes before we get to amelia yes yeah that was a nice moment i'm not a vocal interface anyway. yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah but all that said let's get into our discussion and that is kerblam series 11 episode 7 which aired november the 18th 2018 <laughs> would you like to read the synopsis <laughs> that depends are you going to interrupt me halfway through <laughs> When the 13th Doctor finds a mysterious call for help packaged with a delivery from the galaxy's largest retailer, she and her friends get to work in finding out the cause of the distress. However, is the human 10% of the workforce rebelling against the robots, or is there a much more complicated plot going on? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Kablam! Kablam. So, uh... I mean, I'm going to ask you your opinion of overall episode first. Mm-hmm. The the Twitterverse, which always is Twittery and Versey, seems to be uh, all, all all ways on this episode. People oh, really, really, really liked it. People didn't not like it. You know, which I guess is always always the case, which is fine. People always have opinions, and that's great. But I thought this was a little more across the board than like, oh, you know. And, and we seem to have these sort of like powerful episodes and then powerful episodes. Yeah, then, but I think you, yeah. I mean, you can't. No, it's a state. Yeah. So not only not only can you as a show not sustain it, but as audience members, I'm not sure we could sustain it. Right. You know. But that um, said, what did you think of Kerbland? Yeah, I liked it. It was it was frivolity in a lot of ways. Um, some great guest stars. It reminded me a little bit of the Sarah Jane episode with the sodas. Oh yeah. Okay, I can see that. Um, and so that was there. Is that the one that? Is that like one of the, the first, first one? ones? Yes, yeah, yes. where Luke's created yes. out of that. Yeah. So yeah, I kept getting flashbacks from that and kept wondering then if Bradley Walsh was going to reemerge as a ringmaster slash clown. <laughs> so that was a little disrupting to my brain. But yeah, it was all right. I have to say, 
This is the <clears> weakest <throat> episode of the series for me. I I can agree with that. Well, you'll have to, don't. No, <laughs> no, but I, 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 that doesn't make it any less fun for me. Uh-huh. Uh, but I would agree. Yeah, if I were ranking them, I'm not sure it would it would be towards the top for me. Certainly. Uh, loved the Fez callback right. a lot. <laughs> Thought that was a really nice little tie-in. Um, no, it was a Fez, not a tie. Oh, right. Sorry. Bow ties are cool, though. <laughs> loved the guest stars. I thought well, Lee, Lee Mack, Mack was oh, wasted, though. Yes. Come on. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Um, I remember him, and I'm going to get the name of the show wrong. It was like... Are you lying, or can you tell? It was, yeah, it was a I panel show. Mean, yeah, or, yeah, and, and I remember he was a participant. I think he took over, maybe hosting duties eventually. But anyway, that's where I kind of knew him from. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just know him as a comedian, mm-hmm. just sort of all round. Again, mm-hmm. he's another little bit like Bradley Walsh. In the, <laughs> you know, I've seen him in loads of things. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't tell you for sure what they were. Uh, one of those. Always around British people. Mm-hmm. Ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. That's the word I was okay. looking for. Well, Thank let's you. get into it. Because I, I have to say, that I had my issues with this episode, um, but we'll go through it. So uh, let's go to the actual story, which I call Karl Marx, Eat Your Heart Out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a uh, evil Amazon or I don't know, whatever you want to call it. But anyway. Um, yeah, I think evil Amazon's probably. Well, yeah, such as it is. Or Amazon.uk, apparently. So... <laughs> But anyway, you mentioned uh, Lee Mack, so he plays Dan Cooper, your blue-collar warehouse worker in this. He has an interesting perspective. You know, we have the whole, uh, you know, automation has taken over, but we have this 10% empl- you know, people rule, or orga- organics rule, or whatever you want to call it, and he's one of the 10%, and he's, you know, just glad to have a job supporting his children, blah, blah, blah. Or his daughter. I don't yes, know if his he's daughter. got more You're than right. one children. Mm-hmm. More than one children. children. That's yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. I'm sticking with it. That's English teacher, folks. Oh, yep. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he's got the little necklace that says daddy or love yeah. or whatever. No, <laughs> I don't know. Just to set it up for the end. Yeah, and then they just kill him off. And I didn't... Yes. I didn't, I didn't understand that. I mean, I understood it, but, like, I was kind of hoping at the end, and, you know, this is my naive hope... But they were gonna like find all the people. Mine not, too. Not like, oh, here's the goo of people. Oh, yeah. Like that's less gross. exciting and more gross and morbid and yeah, terrible. Yeah, no, I agree. I was hoping that that all the people would be found alive and it, it would be okay. At first, I thought maybe they'd been turned into the robot people. Oh, because uh, I was okay. I was trying to think like what had happened, like they'd been transformed because they said something, and I don't think it was ever followed up on. Of course, maybe I just only watched this once, and maybe was something like they said something like we can still detect that everyone's there. Yes. So I'm like, well, they're still there, but I guess that just meant they're all in the goo. Yeah, good times. <sighs> Party on. Yeah, that just. Doesn't... I was spending my time trying to figure out who the bad guy was. Right. Um. Did you get it right? No. 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 Nobody ever picks the caretaker. Right? Mm-hmm. Or me. <laughs> that was the point. We also had uh, Judy Maddox, who was played by, I'm going to get the name wrong. Yeah. Julie Hesman Haig? I think it's an L. Okay. Hesman Hogg? Yes, anyway. The woman from Broadchurch. That's who we... Yes. <laughs> who yes. played head the of people. The woman from Broadchurch, yeah. who has a much lighter role in this one. Yeah, to an extent, uh, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I, I compared to Broadchurch. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 
Yes. Uh, much lighter role compared mm. to Broadchurch. Mm. But uh, it was nice to see her. Um, and then I just wanted to see her uh, interact with Jody right. more, mm-hmm. you know, because <laughs> they've had this relationship in Broadchurch. So uh, it was good to see her. Again, the guest stars yeah. were a little bit wasted. Um, I thought I assumed for a while that she was the bad guy, and then when she came on board, I assumed that the other executive guy was the bad guy. Right. And then when he came on board, I went back and thought, well, maybe it's her again. And yeah, I, I just assumed the people in power. I didn't. I didn't see the or the uh, robots or the robots. Yeah, right. I didn't see the uprising. But again, I did sort of assume that the somebody and the people were controlling the mm-hmm. the robots and, um, and the uh, drawing room drama or whatever. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, kitchen sink <laughs> drama. Well, I'm thinking the murder mystery. Sort oh of, yeah, yeah, you know. oh yeah, with the pipe wrench in the library, yeah. right? Yeah, but yeah, and then of course we have Charlie Duffy, who the proletariat rises. It was who's the bad guy? So I mean, I don't know. I you know. Again, Doctor Who, I try not to overthink it. It just is what it is, and it's entertaining and do it. But, you know, so the, his premise is, um, you know, this whole percentage thing is is BS, and if we don't do anything, it's just going to shrink, and so I'm going to trash Kerblam's reputation. and By killing all the people. By killing their customers, yeah. and therefore dot, dot, dot profit. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, no, I don't know what he thought. I mean, he's a psychopath, so we, we don't have to actually go into his logic. Yeah. It is literally a mad scientist, supervillain yeah. plan. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, in the process, he ends up killing the girly fancies. <sighs> We're going to talk about that. Yeah, no, I saw I saw the outline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, and, and doesn't get redeemed in any way himself either blows up um blows up with the the robots mm-hmm. and the, the the bubble bubble wrap yeah which seemed uh and i don't know whether to critique it or not again because i'm not because well I, up to this point well for the most part the series 11 has been pretty thoughtful though again not thoughtful when it comes to its villains so it's sort of a mixed bag of what you expect like in other words you know what should have happened i mean because just killing the bad guy is pretty simplistic you know, not much to it, and that's what they did. Um, so, you know, it's, it's like... Well, and there was sort of a continuity issue for me, because mm-hmm. the the girl dies uh-huh. with the bubble wrap. He dies with the bubble wrap. Lee Mack does not die from bubble wrap. <sighs> yeah, they sort of... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And I still wasn't completely sure why they were killing... The employees. The employees. Yeah, like I said, we probably have to watch it again. But yeah, at, at first blush, it's sort of all this mystery, convoluted, convoluted. And then it, oh, it's that guy. We never suspected. And he has a plan that doesn't really make sense, but it's going to be really bad. Yeah, and I do sort of feel like at this point in the series, they should start considering that the, it's going to be the humans. Because mm-hmm. that... It's always, yeah. It, it's always the humans. So next week, point. guys, for the witch finders... <laughs> The bad guy's going to be the humans. humans. (laughs) It's not going to be the aliens. The aliens are fine. They're probably just there to watch or hang out or be pony boy from the outsiders, which I'm pretty sure is what the bad guy in Rosa Parks was. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, So, yeah, I got got nothing. It's going to be the humans. Hashtag spoilers. Yeah, in the witch hunt. In the witch hunt, yeah. I mean, not the witch finders. 
Yeah. Anyway, it's complicated. Yeah. It certainly won't be the witches. Yeah. Uh, it might be Alan Cumming. Yeah. So, but yeah, and again, this was sort of the, uh, <laughs> as we've been talking sort of off mic, that the Doctor Who series 11 spends their money on travel, not on actors. I guess, I don't know which is cheaper in the long run, because you sort of in, have this... In the number of actors. I right. suspect they're spending quite a bit on their uh, guest stars. Well, sure, but, you know, it's sort of like, yes, we're going to a warehouse populated by four people. Yep. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. We do not see a No extras. People. Not a lot of extras being nope, hired for no. I Doctor I mean, they're Who. only 10%. So, uh... <laughs> Are we automating our extras? Actually, it's funny. <laughs> I, I, I won't go into details, but I actually got a message from Miles, who was on the other week, uh, who actually got in contact with a guy who played one of the robots. Um, so, anyway. Oh, I guess that's kind of I guess cool. that's not true. There were a lot of extras in this episode. It was all the robots, of course. Yes, yeah, so, fair enough, fair enough. Even then, it was probably only like two or three of them. Yeah, so playing all of them. Yeah. So anyway, right. Let's talk about Chris <sighs> Chibnall's death count. Now, of course, you know Chris Chibnall did not write this episode. It was um, oh, McTy- I can't remember the writer's name, but anyway, but still, this series has a to me a death count that's troubling. Now, I mean, look, Doctor Who has a death count. I mean, I'm not trying to be like, oh, there's Series one is, you know, killing people and it's never been done before. Because, of course, that's not true. And other series have killed lots more people. But I think the fact that because it does seem to be like, like in, you know, the woman who fell to earth, it's like, we're going to introduce this sweet security grandpa guy just to kill him five seconds later. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And like the more. Or this fun guy who chucks salads at at people and we're going to kill him too. Right. And um, we've gone on to these different episodes and sort of had these, right? And like uh, in the. Saranga, whatever it's called, conundrum. Mm. Yeah, we're going to introduce this really cool doctor and then kill him in the first ten minutes. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. And again, you know, there's reasons to do these for story reasons, but this episode, I think they went out of bounds. I think it went too far. Um, I think with Kira Arlo, who was the, we're going to introduce this sweet, adorable bunny, and then we're going to stomp on her face three-fourths of the way through the episode. Look, if they're going to kill the grandpa right after he's FaceTimed his granddaughter in the first episode, all bets are off, big man. I guess. I just, I mean, like, and I don't want to be this person, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Like, aren't children watching? I mean, like, it's one of the things of, like, you know, Doctor Who, of course, started trying as a kid's show. And, you know, it's for everyone. But then it started to turn a family show, an adult show, and then whatever. And then now we're kind of returning to our roots. And then I'm like... But we keep killing people off. Yeah. And again, I I mean, there's a way to do it that's cartoony or that doesn't, you know. But, like, this was sort of like we really want you to like this character. We want you to love this character. We want you to be cheering for this character. Oh, she's never gotten a gift in her life. But that's all been the same. Mm -hmm. You know, the guy from the the husband from last week, you know. Oh, Prim. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're moving forward and they're making We didn't see him die in that one. No, but (laughs) I'm not sure. We had to. Yeah. Um, and the doctor in the um, fun little monster one, mm-hmm. you know, we do get a little bit invested in some of these characters, and then, eh. well, even Grace, yeah. And so, I mean, to a certain extent, I mean, I, I now that we've talked about it, is it a little cheap? Then, I mean, seems like we're going to that well a lot. Yeah, the only way to feel like we can get impact on a story is to kill people. Yeah, I don't know. And, I, mean, I would I'm not have been saying... okay if they'd found them alive. Yeah. It would have been nice to to have a completely happy ending. Yeah. Um, just save one. Yes, exactly. Just save one of them. <laughs> and, 
And I get the logic of the story that where the doctor is telling Charlie the psychopath, you know, hey, what you feel is what everyone will now feel. But he can't do that because he's a psychopath. If he could feel empathy, guess what he wouldn't be doing? Yeah. So, but I don't understand why the doc, you know, the you know, the doctor, the story does that so the doctor can say that and he can shed a tear for two seconds. Um, but I don't know. I just felt it was a little too far for me. Yeah. I don't know if you disagree or not or if you just thought that was sort of regular doctor who episode storytelling no i i I, this one didn't strike me as any stranger than any of the others in Mm. terms of the deaths particularly looking back there are just a lot of them yeah and then we're talking about lee mack but again you know sort of like oh it's lee mack and oh he's dead yeah and you literally have that amount of time to to go through that he just yeah I, i did feel like he was quite wasted on this but, you know, then I think about somebody like um, Olivia Coleman. Right. Oh, definitely wasted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, other than the doctor or a companion, anything else would have been wasted. <laughs> but, but For even, Olivia it, Coleman, yeah. yes. But even but, then, it was just a short, like, I mean, if you timed how much time she was on screen. Yeah. You know, or at least awake, you know, on screen. Yes. Yeah. I mean, granted, if she'd been Judy Dent, she might have won an Oscar for it. <laughs> but. But. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, it's just something I noticed, and it's another turnoff. Because again, I will. I, my record is I don't like this episode, and that was one of the reasons why. Okay. Because uh, I mean, they built it off like, oh, I've never received a package, and the package she receives is death. Yes, yes, it is. So, and we all have to watch it. Yeah. Um, well, this is what happens when you pop bubble wrap. Yeah. So lesson learned. I hope we all learned a lesson. Yes. <laughs> Are we? Is that what we're teaching kids? Don't, <laughs> don't, is, that, is that the lesson? Yes, because it makes people crazy. I'm yeah, sure. Yes. All right, so uh, I guess let's talk a little bit more about some character moments because we talked story, we talked why Dead I don't people. like it. So let's talk, try to focus on some positives here. Um, so we talked Fez's already. Loved it. I mean, anything else that, any moments or character moments or anything else that you liked about Kerblam? <laughs> I kind of need you to stop doing that. Um, I loved the callback because we haven't um, talked about it in a while. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be the focus. In fact, it shouldn't be the focus of every episode. But I like the callback to Ryan's dyspraxia. dyspraxia. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, and, you know, talking about going down the chute and being awkward and, you know, things like that. And, and again, it was talked about in a very matter-of-fact you know, it didn't actually play any part in the story, but it was there, and, uh, which is which is exactly what it is. And I thought, it, I mean, it's it's this is a hard comedic <laughs> bit to do. They're like, I'm gonna, all right, hold on, I gotta, okay, now I'm gonna do it, okay. But before I do it, and you know, that it's not, it takes, but I think he pulled it off very well. So very well written, well acted about his condition, making a little bit of a comedic moment, but you know, sort of translating like. All right, now I'm going to recover. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's adorable. Mm-hmm. I love him. I just think he's so cute. So, yeah, I, I, I liked that callback. I guess they're they're really using the CGI or stunt scenes with the little conveyor belt chase scene. Yeah. With the trio there. there was, I don't know. seemed a little much. But it was fun. I mean, again, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to just complain about this episode. I'll I let you know. Just, uh, yeah, yes. no, I feel like we've changed places because a lot of times that's me mm-hmm. with all the nitpicky and now you're being all nitpicky uh, yeah. and cut it out. Nah. That's my shtick. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I think I enjoyed the doctor in this episode. I want to check. I normally do. Yeah, as usual, I didn't have anything to do. I mean, well, she did. She had the, the, the moment with Lee Mack. Right. Um, but again, he died 
five seconds later. So yeah, she also got very policey with um, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, which I quite appreciate. Oh yeah, I think she tackled him at one point yeah. or something yeah. before he she ran got away. Very policey with yeah. him, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Again, again, just this reminder of who they are in real life, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly when we spent so much time um, for Ryan. Um, working in this factory where that's what he had done in his real life, yeah. quote unquote. Warehouse so, worker. Yeah. 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 And so I think it was a kind of, not like on the character of Ryan, but yeah, he, he was sort of a fish in water, you know. Yes. I know what to do. So. I'll show you where yeah, to go. I got this. Everything's got this. the same. I'll tell you what I'm interested in knowing because mm-hmm. they do this whole scan of everybody to figure out where they belong. Right. I thought there was going to be a funnier bit to that. Yeah. And then the doctor switches with Graham so that she can go into the place, which means... I think with yes. Uh-uh. Oh, it was Graham? It was Graham. And so, was it yes, Graham? it was Graham. And so Graham ends up being the caretaker. Right. And so now I want to know why the doctor <laughs> was going to end up being the, mm-hmm. the caretaker. What was it in her scan? Yeah, and I thought there was going to be a funny... I mean, because the bit was Graham ending up being the other character. But I was like, I thought there was going to be something funnier. The thing with Graham, and this is where another complaint, I thought he was very broad this episode. Like, he was sort of... When he showed up with Charlie, I don't even know how to describe the character he was being. He was sort of like, all right, all right, what do we do? Hey, 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 um, I'll bet you, you know, you could show me the... Play. You know, sort of like, what do you what do you do? I mean, I guess it was him being chummy. Or at least trying to get what his way of trying to get information, but it was sort of like, like he was sort of like I guess he I was gonna say dad jokey, but he's sort of grandpa jokey with Charlie, you know, sort of like being the old guy and be like, I bet you know what's going on around here, don't you? You're the person in charge, eh? eh? Well, yeah, and, I was and like, it's a okay, little bit of a combination, down. I think, mm-hmm. of grandpa and um, bus drivery. Uh-huh. I mean, isn't that what he does, particularly like in the Rosa episode right. and in the first episode, you know, ah, oh, go to the bus drivers. Mm-hmm. I got this, you know, and so it felt a little bit like that as well. But I like, I couldn't tell, like, because Graham is supposed to be, you know, is he a good liar then? Because in other words, like the whole like, you know, when he's trying to get the map and he's sort of like, ah, oh, you know, I could get confused and don't know what to do. I, you know, something else or, you know, and he's like, you know, maybe you need a, yeah, yeah, that's what I need. I was like, oh, cause I usually you'd want to show the character like, you know, messing up and fumbling a little bit and they, where they have to like try to build their story. But like, he was really good at it. And so look out for Graham folks. Yeah. Well, there you go. And uh, one thing, and I know this might be something better to talk about when we start looking at the whole series. But one thing I've particularly started to notice is the music, um, the soundtrack uh, music. I mean, they're not the specialized stuff, but just the regular background ambiance music. Um, so, of course, and I'm going to say his name wrong, the new composer, of course, is Segun uh, Akinola um, for Doctor Who. Uh, took over for Murray Cold. And I'm trying to figure out whether I like it or not, because it's the same almost every episode of his music. And it's this sort of, and I'm not... Ethereal may not be the right word, but it's sort of this different quality of music where it's, it's you know, and I don't know what, I'm saying it all wrong, but like techno or whatever they're using or whatever. It's not synth pop, but, but you know, it's, it's not like traditional instruments it sounds like. It sounds something more modern. And it's fine because it makes everything a little more alien and more 
powerful, but sometimes because I hear it every episode, I'm like, would it be better if we just didn't have it? Or I mean, like at this moment, because I remember when they were walking up to the warehouse and it starts playing and I'm like, if it's the same one that played during, you know, uh, Amazing Race in the Desert. And yeah. Same, and so I'm like... And that's not necessarily something I notice. I'll uh-huh. have to go back and and listen for it when we rewatch. So, yeah. Yeah. So that, that was... Um, so those were my reasons I just didn't, didn't enjoy. It was... And also there were parts in the story where it seemed like they had a 40-minute story, but 50 minutes to fill. And they did this thing that isn't necessarily a bad thing, but to me I noticed that it annoyed me where they sort of like went into extra detail. Whereas in television writing, and then what do I know? Am I a television writer? No. But it would seem to me in television you could cheat a lot about how much you have to explain things and how much you do things. You can kind of just sum up, condense. But like they were not. They were sort of going over in painful detail. Like, this is what you do in a warehouse, and this is how you do this job, or in this scene, this is what this, you know, I'm like, you could have cut like three minutes there for some, you know. Yeah. It just seemed a very long episode. It seemed like a long episode to me. That's, I guess that's what it was. You did complain that it was an hour and five, five, minutes. five minutes. But then you counter-explained why that Yes, is. yes. That I assume that they are an hour and five minutes when they show here because America adds more adverts. Yeah, because we're obviously watching on BBC America. Because it's, I mean, and I, I, we've gotten into this habit, not necessarily just with Doctor Who, but with anything, you know, we'll sort of like, it's a, you know, hour and 58, and we're like, are they going to, how are they going to solve this in two minutes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then with Doctor Who, it's like, well, they have eight more minutes left, so. Yeah, so we're good. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. We're good. I liked it. It was frothy. There wasn't anything intense about it. Um, but I liked it. I'll be honest, I am missing, though, a little bit, and I've said I don't like the overarching stories, I don't like the silence and things like that, but I'm missing just a little bit of that. Just to keep the condensed, or just to keep the thread. Yes, yeah, rather than feeling like one-offs. Because I'm wondering if, I mean, it's hard to do when we're watching this now. Like, could you literally watch these episodes in any order? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it not really mess your flow up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. Which in some ways is... I mean, there's not even flow. There's not even building of character art. That's what I was going to say. Really. At least character growth. Which doesn't have to be... You know, you, you can still be episodic and still have your characters grow. You know, maybe. And I'm making things up. You know, well, you know, and again, we... Ryan's disease shouldn't be fixed, but maybe he's a little more confident. Maybe he knows himself a little bit more. You know, maybe he and Grammar will grow a little bit closer, or mm. uh, or maybe they grow more apart. You know, either way, I suppose. Or we learn anything about yeah, yeah, or we... <laughs> the fact that she has a grandma. Exactly. Now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Or... I, I, I'm missing some of that, or... or that we're seeing a real process with the doctor as she's figuring herself out. You know, any of those things, and I'm not. Not necessarily getting that. And I go back to, and again, this may save it for the series overview, that this is, you know, Miles brought this up, and the more I think about it, the more I'm there. This is very classic hooey, and and, and that's a neutral term. You can say that's good or bad about, at least to me, in a lot of ways. Because, you know, 
what's the character growth of one through, <laughs> you know, mm. six, you know, seven, that a little bit going on. Um, doctors, you know. But you get more of an arc with them, and I know I complain about it, but because they're sort of four episode or six episode <laughs> serials. There's not to do but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Learn more about the character. Uh, including one episode that you can completely just ignore. Right. Um, so yeah, they are in that they, you know, once they finished those four episodes or those six episodes, that bit's done and, um, but you do have Mm -hmm. more to, to go on, I guess. I don't know. Because, you know, there's this one, well, I'll stop doing a series overview here, but anyway, but yeah, so anyway, but anyway, any uh, other final thoughts about Curb Lamb? Exclamation point. No, I think I've given, I've said all I'm going to say. And you're not going to send me a package. I might. Just bubble wrap. (laughs) That was sort of a weird ending. Oh, Graham, don't touch the bubble wrap. Okay, I'll leave it here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. No, I'm just picking. Okay. (laughs) Yes, yes, you are. Right, let's go into the library. When you close your eyes. I go to the library. Go to the library now. Into the TARDIS library. We're going to be doing something a little bit different, which is what we always try and do. We're going way back in time. To a couple days ago. Yes. And that is to the Children in Need telethon special from BBC. uh, BBC One, I guess, technically. That was 16 November 2018 on a Friday. And, um, I mean, there's no synopsis here, of course. Um, but anyway, but, you know. Uh, we, I think, you know, the synopsis is there's Pudsey and he's raising money for, wait for it, children, children in need. need. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and we touched a little bit about this when we talked about um, Doctor Who charity specials uh, in a prior episode. Um, but I thought since we had a new Doctor Who clip. Um, with the 13th, do- well, with Jodie Whittaker. I mean, she wasn't playing the doctor. She's playing Jodie Whittaker. Um, we could talk about that and talk larger about Children in Need Telethon in and of itself and how Doctor Who's a small part in helping this go forward. So, um, you know, Children in Need, uh, for those who don't know outside of uh, Great Britain. Um, Started in 1980. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, well, it, it it is every other year. It's rotates with comic relief Mm -hmm. and this one is the more national charity so all of the money raised for children in need stays in the uk Mm -hmm. which is different from comic relief which which is is global um you get a lot of unicef things and uh clips of celebrities going to other impoverished countries as well this is literally the bbc corporate charity or lack of a better term yeah yeah, hosted by mm-hmm. Terry Wogan mm-hmm. uh, famously until his death because mm-hmm. he was beloved, beloved, beloved. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically it's a lot of BBC folk, um, different television shows on BBC getting together and doing interesting and different things. And we watched several different. Mm-hmm. And the the way I understand it is that the Children in Need then sort of gives grants to sort of various sub-organizations Yes. That then helps. So it's sort of a grant fund, you know, so that then other organizations, I guess, can apply to and, and help out. And so, um, the, of course, let's talk about the actual Doctor Who connection. Mm-hmm. Um, a young girl named Anna, who had uh, 
Cystic fibrosis. Yes, and so she was very young. I don't. I don't. Well, honestly, sorry, she's tiny. At least I don't know how yeah. young. Well, not very young. I mean, eight. Yeah, I mean, she's eight, old ten, enough to be like that. You know, interesting. Not secondary school, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but yeah, old enough to take herself to the bathroom. Is necessary, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, she got to along with her older brother uh, visit the Doctor Who set and and studio, for lack of a better word, and got to meet Tazen. Um, and Mandit and uh, Bradley, uh, and you know, go over different things. She got her own thirteenth Doctor yes, costume, a little tiny thirteenth Doctor costume, which was very cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were some cute pictures that I don't think actually were in the special, um, where she sort of got to visit where all the monsters were, and and uh, so Ood and Zygons, and play around with some of the makeup people and all that stuff there. Um, that was kind of cool. And then, of course, she eventually got to meet Jodie herself, and compare, who was in her 13th Doctor costume. They got to compare costumes. Um, and then I think, think Jodie, what little I've seen of when, you know, when the show was first premiering and she went to different schools and different places would jump out and, you know, mm-hmm. and surprise. She does seem, does seem to have a good way with kids. Um, yeah, yeah, she was very good with them. Mm-hmm. Both of them. It was cute. Yeah, and just asking about, of course, like the, the, sort of the whole point of this exercise, but you know, asking what it is, you know, that she has to live with and what's it, what How it's like. How she copes with it. Yeah. And the, the needs, I think. Yeah. Which is obviously the, you know, the give us money moment of we've got to meet the needs of these, these children. And, and so these are some of the needs that they have. But yeah, looking at the sort of, you know, tub load of pills Anna has to take every day and then she had the, you know, Breathing apparatus and yeah, because it's a respiratory or mucus or whatever um, condition. So yeah, yeah. So that that was I mean interesting and and I learned a lot. You know, looking up cystic fibrosis, which apparently I mean it's not uncommon in children. I mean it's yeah. Yeah. Apparently it's getting younger. You know, as far as who affects, it's getting younger. So now you watched some of the other specials. Yes, I watched Boyzone Does Strictly Come Dancing, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun. Um, they are not all aging particularly well, <laughs> um, which makes me a little sad. Uh, I am. I have a deep abiding love for British man bands, <laughs> um, whether it's Westlife or. Um, of course, actually, Westlife and Boyzone might be quite upset with my use of British there, uh, <laughs> both being Irish boy bands. Um, and, of course, the ultimate, the original man band of Take That. So uh, it was fun to, to watch them dance around. They did a pretty good job, considering they are not all that um, choreographed. Um I did love the fact that one of the guys in the in the band said that he had two left feet, so uh, anytime he went on holiday, he took his flip-flip, <laughs> and that made me giggle a lot. So, you know, there's a lot to be said for uh, <laughs> good humor. You don't laugh at home when I make jokes like that. <laughs> I laugh, what, 45% of the time? Isn't that the deal? That's all you get. Um, and then we watched together the East. EastEnders slash Disney special. Right. Um, um, and there was some great talent there. Uh, some of them also looked as if they might be preparing for their panto auditions. <laughs> um, <laughs> bless their hearts. When they are finished with EastEnders, off they go to the panto circuit. <laughs> <laughs> and then we did our other Doctor Who connection. And that is with the Eighth Doctor Companion. 
Oh, yes. I knew there was another one. Yes, we watched Sheridan Smith sing a song. That's right. Who believed I play it? Plays Lucy on the yes. Big Finish, uh, yes. Eighth Doctor Adventures. Um, and I, of course, love Sheridan Smith. Was not crazy about the song mm-hmm. or the performance, particularly. Mm-hmm. I was a little sad about that, but never mind. Yeah. Never mind. I still love Sheridan Smith. Cool. And yeah. it always reminds me that I really have got to get you sitting down and watching two pints of lager and a packet of crisps. There you go. So and, that's what we're going to do after this. Mm-hmm. And well, we have to rewatch the episode and see who's right. Um, <laughs> Just that little bit. Yeah. And so what we're going to do is, well, of course, we're going to put in our show notes here a link to Children in Need. Because mm. obviously uh, for the telethon, I don't have it actually in front of me. Um, though if you bear for just a few moments, they were, you know, successful uh, in there. Um, they apparently here it is. Children in need uh, raised fifty million pounds uh, during the telethon, which is brilliant. Yeah, and so, but we're still going to put. There's obviously always accepting donations, and I'm going to do a personal challenge to you, listeners, and that is for every retweet or like that our episode, that this episode gets um, until now that you're listening until December first, twenty eighteen, I will contribute one dollar. So if we get 10 likes and 15 retweets, $15 isn't that much. But the more you can do, the more I will donate to Children in Need. So help spread the word for a good cause. Um, and we'll see what where we are on December 1st. And I'll let you know in our next uh, show after that how we did. Cool. Yeah. I like it. So until next week, we will, of course, be talking about the Witch Finders. And Alan coming. Yay! That's right. Now, it would be very interesting since we went into a side discussion during a dinner the other day about the Tudor, uh, or the late Tudor, uh, royalty. And so now James I, we'll get into the Stuarts, so that'll be... Absolutely. We were talking about how that all... Fell into place. Yes, and... having just read one of the books about Queen Catherine. Um Henry, Henry VIII's, VIII's yeah. first wife. I'm sure there were many Queen Catherines, but anyway. Well, and, <laughs> and Henry VIII had three. Yes. So, yes, the first one. The true, Cat- the Cat- true queen. Catherine of Aragon. That's right. Yes. So, anyway. But until next week, enjoy watching, listening, and reading about the Doctor's adventures throughout time and space. This is BBC Television. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.